Welcome to another episode of The Cloaked. I am White Owl. Hi, it's Pandora. Today we're going to be talking about the Missing 401 documentary. We're going to go ahead and start with uh, one of the individuals that gets talked about. Um, there, I believe there's five of them. Uh, the main one is on Dior Cunt. Um, and But we're going to go ahead and we're going to talk about uh, Bobby Bizzup. And so Bobby was on a Catholic boys camp. And so um, the day he was lost, he was out fishing. He was fishing up on some kind of a ravine near this mountain in Colorado. He was out there fishing on his own, uh, not no one really uh, keeping an eye on him. And so when it came down to supper, one of the counselors went to go uh, see if he was doing okay. And he was out fishing on his own. I guess uh, they told him, hey, let's go eat. And on the way back down, he gets lost or gets sidetracked with something or he, something causes attention because he's no longer walking with the counselor. He just ups and disappears. He's fucking gone. And no one knows or seems to know where he wandered off. And this uh, happened in Camp St. Mallow, uh, East Park. Father Haster said that Bobby apparently died at in the ravine. Heavy underbrush uh, swept away three miles from the camp. But I mean, that really... They never found anything, They right? never found anything. It doesn't make any sense because he was actually found up uh, the mountain or whatever. I mean, he was found... I don't know how many miles away i mean they i believe they found uh, one of his ear devices since he was he had it's a disability partially death, right? partially death so they found one of his ear devices mm-hmm. some kind of bone of some sort really doesn't go into an explanation it wasn't like a whole body though it was um, like just some bones article, an article of clothing was it so he just goes missing i mean nobody really knows what happened the ravine i guess was too noisy to hear the boy's steps i don't know the the counselor for some reason didn't walk along next to that or i suspect foul play from the counselor i mean it's pretty cutthroat here it's either the counselor has something to do with it or some weird phenomenon happened or the boy got distracted fell in the ravine or went off trail got lost, got attacked. I mean, there's not really a whole lot to go on. Um, I mean, it's... Like they say, it's always probably the last person who saw, you know, the, the victim or the missing person or whatever. But, I mean, in this case, you know, to not find anything... Like, where... Let's say the counselor was the one that hurt the boy, right? What would they have done with the body? Like, what... They have done something that I'm in the ravine. Like, how come they never found anything there? Right. And how did this kid end up where he ended up? Like, right. It makes no sense. And to say it was an animal, well, I mean, we they found him up a mountain. I mean, it could have been a, mount, it could uh, have a mountain been, lion but of some sort. At the same time, like we said, oh, he was. I, I can On see how own. this kid was, you know, who was partially deaf, didn't hear an animal approach him. But how did the counselor not hear anything go down? How did he not hear the kid not walk? with him anymore right. I mean it's hard to believe I mean it really is hard to believe that this counselor I mean unless he's that but maybe something's wrong with this counselor or maybe he's that incompetent or honestly who knows I mean it took them a while to go out there again with all the other staff to go find him and then launch a rescue to go see where he went apparently they came up pretty empty he wasn't seen I think some time passed before they found his remains but then, I mean, that's, and it comes pretty close to any of the other cases that time passes before they find the individual's remains. And, and often in areas where they've searched before, too, right. like several times. Right. Different and, people. And I mean, it happens in a lot of cases, and which no different from Jared Alteredo, um, who went missing back in 2010. He was uh, three years old. So he's he was three years old. He was at some kind of like some kind of like camp. Christian is it a Christian camp? And I mean, he went walking on some kind of like walk, a nature walk with like some of the other campers uh, at this uh, place. He wasn't with his family, he, right? At the time, at the time of the disappearance, he was not with his family. Him and his sister went with this other. Uh, 
person who was supposed to keep an eye on the kid. Somehow, he went off on his own ahead of this group whenever they were on this trail. I guess no one gave a shit that the kid went on his own, not keeping an eye. And so the other people that saw him that were not involved in the camp were these two other fishermen. And which, at the time, they told the kid, hey, go back with your people that you're with, your family, whatever. And so they're one of the one of the few people that were last to see him. And this group was, um, I guess it was a group of 12 or so, and was kind of divided between those who were moving fast and those who were moving slow. And so, yeah, I mean, this kid goes off and disappears. And uh, the only other person, I guess, was the few people that were there from the second group. And his sister was also along in this group and doesn't really recall much, but... Um, the sister doesn't go missing. She stays with the group. It's only this the kid, uh, this young uh, Jared, who goes missing. And so the person keeping an eye on the kid goes back to the father and tells the father, hey, you know, kid is doing okay, but we don't know where he's at or he's missing. Something along those lines. He's okay, but he is missing. Yeah. It's just not okay. It makes no sense. Yeah, that's like, what? You're supposed to keep an eye on my kid. I don't know what the parent's going through, but I mean, obviously, it's not a great feeling that, hey, your kid is fucking missing. Oh, he was freaking out. I mean, the documentary right. says that he In the documentary, like, drove yeah. twice as fast as he should have to the site. Freaking out the whole way. I mean, he went up there. He took off walking through the trail and tried to see if he can find his kid. I mean, he was out there for a long, long time looking for his kid. And so it's one of those things where, you know, don't give a whole lot of information on what was launched as far as like the the kid, uh, the search party. I mean, there, there was, um, like, I think, um, there was a a group of um, a canine unit, um, mm-hmm. helicopter. Oh, by the way, there was a helicopter accident during this whole search, which is like, okay, really? There's a lot of weird stuff with the search and rescue, right? Because, I mean, they... Understandably, like, if a parent loses a kid or if anybody has a missing person, like, in the heat of the moment, they're going to be upset, right? Right. But search and rescue was really kind of weird about the whole thing. Like, they... You know, the, the father showed up and tried to, you know, ask questions, logical questions like, hey, do you think he was abducted or can I go to the site where he was last seen? They're just like, no. He continues to persist and ask more questions, like, which I would expect, right? Right. And he and, like, his family got threatened with arrest. Um, at one point, I think he spoke with, um, like, a sheriff or somebody, some officer, and he told him you know he's pretty sure like the kids in the in the river which is like freezing cold water and it'll be like four years before they find him which it, it kind of was i mean that's not where he was found four but. years right but at the same time when they found his body well they didn't find his body they really found a tooth i believe they found a, a skull a, a skull cap they mm-hmm. found some kind of like a, i think it was a jacket or something he was wearing some so kind like of like gray pants. sweater and these blue pants that in the documentary you see that they're actually turned inside out it doesn't make any sense because they ruled it as some kind of animal attack which doesn't make any sense because an animal wouldn't take the time to turn the pants inside out that doesn't make any sense so you think about it when was the last time a mountain lion asked you to turn on your pants inside out i mean that doesn't make any sense because they rip you to shreds i mean there wasn't really any blood stains in on the sweater or on the pants his shoes were in pretty pristine condition that, again, doesn't make... And to me, it just doesn't make any sense of why why his pants are in that good of a condition. Yeah, they found... Uh, and his shoes were really in good condition. Didn't they said about the kid, Jared, that is that he didn't like his shoes tied. Like, he hated to have his shoes tied, so they always left him untied. Well, right. the shoes got found tied. They were tied, right? Which the dad is like, no, like, I know my kid hated to have his shoes tied. Like, that's already an inconsistency. Like, right. That's... Inside out pants, 
the pants that they said, oh, you know, if it's a mountain lion attack, like I said, the clothing would have been damaged, and mm-hmm. it was damaged, but it was consistent more with like genuine weather, inclement weather, like deteriorating the clothing, not like an animal attack. Right. Right. Like bugs or th- birds getting it for nesting or whatever. And the canine unit actually, and this is more frustrating than anything, is that they actually use the dad's pants instead of Jared's pants or yeah. a clothing of him to find him, to they, use the dogs to find the missing child, which doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you use? And then that's when they threatened him also to stop this search and rescue. Like, why would you tell the parents of this of this kid that, you know, you're going to stop the search and rescue, right? I mean, that just, to me, doesn't yeah, make any I mean, sense. Yeah, I mean, essentially, like, they're, they're going through the search and rescue, and they were like, okay, we need a piece of his clothing, right, to set right, off the dogs. Right. Okay, fair enough. But then at one point, Jared's father gets the bag and looks inside, and it's a pair of his own shorts, and he's like, well, what the hell? Like, why would you use my, my stuff? stuff? And how could you mistake my pants for my three-year-old's pants, you know? Like, it's I, that, a grown man versus a child's size clothing. Right. Like, are you that incompetent? Or are you just, like, not even attempting Paying attention, to search? Like, what's, what's going, going on? on? Right, right, right. Um, and, I mean, that's one thing. And at that point, like, understandably, like, you'd be pissed. I would be pissed. Yeah. And instead of just, like, fixing it, they, at that point, threatened to call off a search, which, I mean... I don't know. I would have lost it. But. Yeah. I mean, they were like, well, we the canines can't find the scent of the boy. Well, they were using the fucking dad's uh, pants. Also, whenever they found the body, he was uphill. And when the area that he was found, I mean, he was some kind of like, was it 300 or 500 plus feet up from this uh, rocky, steep, steep incline that even a grown adult would struggle to go up through without, you know, getting some kind of scratch of some sort. You know, you would have definitely found that. I mean, his shoes were not scuffed at all, especially with the jagged rocks that were there. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to say that he was dragged. And why would his shoes be found in such a good condition? If he's dragged, there's going to be some dragging marks uh, on the dirt. So his shoes are going to be like not set the way they were set. They're going to be kind of to the side um maybe one area and the other shoe in a different area it just his uh, his clothing didn't look like it was they were torn apart at all or anything like that the experienced hikers you know said that there would be very difficult for a child to climb through the steep area just uh, again it's very difficult uh, to believe that a mountain lion would even do that like that doesn't make any sense for those people who understand what it is to face an animal that in the wild any kind of animal or who's had had that experience with any kind of wild animal attack or anything like that even even with deer or like a little like a small boar they would definitely if they get attacked they would leave some kind of mark um blood, blood definitely easily because you know their tusk could rip right through your pants mm-hmm. um even a dog your household pet um my dog is a, a pretty big powerful dog even when i've you know caught my shirt or pants on its on her tooth it's you know ripped a hole through it and you could see that it's a rip from an animal definitely you don't really see that in the sweater of this kid um, or animal dna i mean that that part didn't that also they found some kind of like um hair sample of some sort which was inconclusive it wasn't animal well it didn't sound inconclusive it sounds like they they know, but they didn't say because... Well, it wasn't human, apparently, or nor was it a mountain lion's, right? Yeah. I mean, they didn't find any DNA. It was basically like, oh, it's not a human, but it's not a mountain lion, but don't worry about it. Like, doesn't make any but, sense. But, like, a mountain lion is what like, got him. What? Why would you not worry about it? That, that doesn't make any sense. I and feel like they try to dismiss this dad as, like, an idiot, but, I mean, he actually had... He contacted people who were experts on mountain lions... To be like, hey, what do you think? Does right. this match up or not? And they did not think so. They, I mean, because there was not enough damage on the clothing. Like, it would be around the torso or, like, the neck area. Right. And there was nothing. 
No blood. I mean, that makes no sense. Yeah. Like, they don't kill, like, all neatly, you know. (laughs) Yeah. To me, there's no... It just doesn't make any sense. Like, why... Like, why would you say a mountain lion attacked your kid with clearly... Clearly, in my opinion, it wasn't a tech. Like his pants were an like his pants were tattered, but that was because the birds, I believe, were and mm-hmm. other insects and stuff were picking at the pants. It wasn't like he got mauled, you know. Like, yeah. So to me, whenever they said uh, they made all these statements, to me, it it just didn't it didn't add up to what uh, was being said, and it just didn't make any sense. Like why? Like, why would an animal also, you know, thinking about this, why would an animal take off your pants inside out? Like, the odds of that are are pretty, pretty rare. I mean, that's just not going to happen. That's just not going to happen. And again, if you look at the clothes, they don't look like, they don't look like he was uh, attacked by an animal. Like, it really doesn't look like that. I mean, the scratches... There, I mean, the 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 skull cap had mm-hmm. some kind of scratches, but they weren't able to determine what kind of animal, if anything. Um, Everything to me looks like it was just placed there because, like, even the tooth. I mean, yeah, the tooth is just like neatly sitting on top of you know foliage or whatever. Like, right. okay, four years have passed. You would think that it looks dirty. That like something is on top of it at least. Right. Or it's like nudged in between stuff. No, it's like literally just sitting there waiting to be found. And right. so is the little shoes that they found. So is, you know, everything was just really out in the open. Right. And for like the dogs not to have found anything this whole time and, and search and rescue and helicopters. Like, you know what I mean? Like everything that went out there. I know it's a big area, but. Yeah. Well, and, and here's the other thing. Search and rescue and the sheriff's office had closed out the park. And here's the thing, is that they weren't letting the father go and search as well, which is understandable if, like, he's a a suspect or whatever, or they find things. Yeah. But here's the thing. The sheriff stated that there was only, I guess, two ways out, in and out of that, or there was only one way out of this park. Mm -hmm. But later on, it was founded that there was actually several routes several routes in and out of the park it wasn't just one route that was an in and out there was several like what there were several routes like why why somebody could have like come and gone with the kids could have come in and left through a different side and then maybe, you know, uh, four years later come, or maybe it was a year later. Somebody, and just nobody found it, found it until four years later because nobody was really going through it until these hikers that actually were going mm-hmm. through this area that found it. I think it was a shoe is what they found, right? And then they found the other things. Yeah, it kind of happened. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, it really doesn't make any sense um, that a mountain lion would have done this and why wouldn't it have found in DNA? It also, it doesn't make any sense why there's no blood. There's a lot of information here, in my opinion, that doesn't really make any sense or why. Like, what are they hiding? What's going on? Like, you really have to think about why these investigators and the park rangers would you know, get very upset about being questioned about the logic of answering the, the father's questions. I mean, it makes sense that you would want to have every, you know, logical question answered. But at the same time, when you're giving the father information that doesn't make any sense or, again, has no logical standing... You know, I mean, you've seen the videos on YouTube of a zookeeper being attacked or somebody being attacked by a wild animal. Instantly, those clothes get shredded. There's blood. I mean, if if you've seen those ones where there's a, it's, it's, it's a it's a wild cat, you definitely see that. If it's a bear, you've seen them. You've seen them on TV. I mean, this is it. It just doesn't add up to what we've seen. On video, and now definitely in the age that we live in, it just doesn't add up. And again, I, those people who have 
if you ever gone out in the wilderness, um, if there's a mountain lion, hell, if, if there's a deer, you hear the snappings and the walkings of a deer. If this kid was taken by a mountain lion or a bear, you you don't think that the fishermen nearby wouldn't hear? You think that the people that were in the area that were supposed to be looking out for little Jared, I mean, they wouldn't hear a mountain lion or a bear growl. I mean, they growl really loud. I mean, they don't I mean, not sneak. if they snuck up on it, but still. I mean, but still, I mean, to not, I don't know, it just doesn't make any sense. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know if they would have heard something unless it was the kid's reaction to being taken, but... I, mean, I think the kid would be screamed. very quiet when they attack. I mean, that's their whole thing. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I mean, this is their own jurisdiction. Like, they don't have anybody to really question their investigations. Because I know, like, the National Park Service, they don't keep lists of anything. They pretty much have, like, a grip on the entire investigation. And I right. know with this, the, the, the Atadero family, they wanted to get, like, the FBI involved or they wanted it to investigate it as a crime. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, well, there's no evidence of a crime. Like, it, like it just was like, a, you know, natural causes sort of thing or like, like a, you know, nature got him basically. Nature. Like, but no, because like, it doesn't what? make sense. Right. Like, the evidence doesn't point None to that. None of it makes any sense. None of it makes any sense. But, I mean... But they just decided that there's no crime to investigate. Right. Why? Like, what do know. they know? Something happened. I feel like... I feel like the people that were there, they weren't really questioned enough. They weren't looked into enough. But, I mean... They don't really say much about these people that really, lost his they kid. They really don't. And that to me, that's even more terrifying because... I know a lot of the books, um, if you've read uh, David Pallette's books, they lead to probably, I mean, there's a lot of information, but it, it leads to, or at least alludes to something probably paranormal of some sort, or some kind of strange phenomenon, something that the park rangers are hiding. But at the end of the day, it could have been one of the people, and I hate to say it, um, it, it could have been one of the people that were there. Something could have happened, we don't know. Maybe just complete incompetence. Um, the kid fell into down the hill, you know, we don't know, um, into the river or the lake that was there where the men were fishing. Um, some kind of tragic accident could have happened. And you know what they did? These people covered it up. They said, well, he, we lost him. He went walking somewhere. We lost him. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of saying, hey, this accident happened. But who knows? You know, unfortunately, it's going to be one of those cases where we just don't have a lot of information which is uh, which is a very unfortunate for, for a child to get lost like that but there's other cases that are very or at least somewhat similar and i go to the next case of samuel bo i'm not sure if i'm saying this right and i apologize if i'm not saying it correctly samuel bohiki right Bokey, yeah. <laughs> who was last seen october 14 2006 near Cleewood cove area at the crater lake he was out with his father they were driving to this area which is like a tourist attraction in the documentary you see this area and it's a it's a really nice area i mean that i could see why people would stop and enjoy the view i mean Mm -hmm. because it's really nice but again they stop at this little area and they are i guess walking through this uh trail and uh, they're seeing, um, you know, the wilderness or whatever. And at the same time, there's a cyclist passing by who stops by and he's either adjusting his shoe or something's going on with the cyclist. And Samuel here picks up a rock and he's either pretending to throw it or about to throw it. Not sure. Cyclist tells him, hey, don't do that. And then his dad calls him over, right? Calls Samuel over. I will mention that Samuel here has a mild form of autism. Mm-hmm. And so Samuel goes back to his... He doesn't go all the way back to his father. It sounds like he stops, goes up the hill, and then he starts going up towards the tree line. Which is uh, right by the road. Right, right? by the road even- where this, um, this site area is. And he disappears. I mean, he just 
disappears. I mean, that, literally, that's that's it. His dad followed him, and he's not able to find him. You know, that's when he just calls for help because he's not able to find his son. Park Ranger David Brennan addresses uh, the search and rescue that Sammy had walked away from the Overlook uh, where they were, uh, and then he walked into the forest area and then just disappeared. A t- 200 plus people search for the boy was launched but was never found and uh, i believe up to this day he's still not found there's other cases that are similar to samuel cases and for and hopefully in the future we'll we'll talk about these other cases but i mean that's it i mean that's what we have if he just disappears several people were you know um, i mean whenever this uh, search and rescue there's volunteers that are called in um, the sheriff's department deputies. Uh, there was a helicopter looking for this. Pretty intense efforts yeah. to find nothing. And literally nothing in this case. Right, and so nothing is found. I mean, it's a complete mystery of what happened to Samuel, and nobody really, nobody really knows. Um, David Polite is here also. He's doesn't know what happened. I mean, nobody knows what happened. And I mean, some people think that maybe the dad had something to do with it. And, right. You know, maybe this kid was never there. That's um, just what he said to throw yeah, them off. Exactly. The but then thing. you have the cyclist also. Yeah. Having the conversation, and other people have said, "Well, what happened? Where's the cyclist? What yeah. happened to him? Who is this Did guy? he circle back around and then do something to this kid? We, d- you know, I would hate to think that." The cyclist had, you know, nothing to do and came I back. I mean, it seems like he was just going and but, passing and yeah. probably went on his way and the kid went up to the tree line, yeah. not even the same direction. And people think it's, I mean, there's people still, still think it was probably like a mountain lion or something. It's always a mountain lion. I mean, again, yeah. But I mean, it just doesn't, there's no other information. We go on to the next case with Keith Parkins. And this is a bit of an old case with uh, Keith Parkins, who got lost back in April 10th, 1952 in Ritter, Oregon. He was out playing with his siblings in the barn at the family ranch. And this is around the afternoon. His mother calls, you know, the siblings and himself uh, back to, you know, to eat. And Keith doesn't show up along with his siblings. And the mother asks the siblings, hey, where's, where's Keith? And they all reply that he was still back in the barn playing. So she goes back and she looks for him. And uh, she's not able to find Keith. Where did he go? He's not around in the area. So where is he? So they launch a a search and rescue and they're not able to find him. I mean, they found his footsteps. um, But again, there's no indication of where he went. I mean, they did find prints along with cattle, I believe. Yeah, it was crazy. Like This kid went through like an intense hike that was maybe about eight miles, but they said the way the terrain is that yeah. there's no way you could travel in a linear manner. So it right. ends up being about 12 miles and, you know, the nature of like the rockiness and then the barbed wire and like going, right. you know, elevation. Like it's just intense for a two-year-old. Yeah, I mean, and the temperature eight, somewhere eight cold. to twelve miles. It was freezing temperatures, yeah. snow. Um, I mean, he was found like on ice. On a, he was on ice up in a hill. There's a barbed wire. Apparently, he had to go through. Apparently, I mean, he walked a good amount of terrain, and so for being a two-year-old. Uh, again, think about it. Two-year-old, you're barely walking at that age. You're not really experienced. Yeah, I think they said he was barely able to like run across the little parking lot area. Right. So it's like, I, I know like kids can can run, but they also like to nap. You know what I mean? Like they also That's like, like they rest. don't have a good endurance. Yeah. For this kind of thing, and I'm like, this is intense for like even an adult. This is real intense. This kid is gonna be a triathlon. You know, he's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna be doing some good stuff. But I mean, here's the thing: is like. He's not found until the next day. Up on the hill, kid had taken off his jacket. Apparently, he was accustomed to doing that, and his hat. Set it off to the side. Um, he is found by another rescuer, uh, along with his father. His father was able to pick him up, and um, Keith was still alive. Keith was still alive, and but Keith doesn't remember. Why he went up there? Why he traveled? If 
or anything. He doesn't. He doesn't recall anything really. He only recalls um, how he got his scratches on his face, and he's, at the time he has stated that a cat had done it, a barn cat, like and, a normal, like, like a house normal cat, house cat, not a yeah, lion, right? yeah. And so, I mean, that was it. I mean, he just doesn't rec- really recall anything else. What do you think? What do you think about his strange disappearance? I mean, he disappeared, and I mean, he was found, but I mean... I mean, I believe he could have gotten part of the way on his own, but I don't know. I'm like, did something drag him at some point? Like, he just didn't get eaten. I mean, yeah. Like, I, I don't know, because I'm like, that's a long trek, and a grown man did it, and was like, damn, like, I can barely handle this. Right. And, I mean... As far as him not remembering, like, I don't think that's too weird. Two is pretty young. Um, I mean, whether it was traumatic or not, I mean, he, he might just not I mean, remember yeah. it. I mean, there's other kids that... I mean, there's people that remember certain things, certain events, yeah. non-eventful things. I mean, I mean, some of us can recall to being two to three years old. I mean, but again, it's one of those things that, you know, Keith doesn't remember anything. I mean, who knows what happened, really? Yeah. Um, he just wandered off and kept walking and walking. I mean, who knows? I mean, we just, you know, it's unfortunate we don't have a whole lot of information. Keith doesn't remember, but, you know. I'm like, did a cow take him? Like, I mean, <laughs> he, he was wandering around with the cow. cattle. Like, I mean, who knows? Maybe he was interested in cows. He, maybe he was driving the herd. Who knows? Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. So, I mean, within the documentary, I mean, you hear Keith um, as a grown man. I believe he's 65 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. He's up there. But and, uh, you know, he still has he, like, the outfit. He still has his outfit. You see day. it. Um, he talks about it. It's all, that's all that Keith is able to remember. And, you know, it's going to be leaving us kind of pondering what happened. But, I mean, and... The documentary, the main case and the the main focus is on Dior Kunz, right? Kunz. And so he disappears uh, when he was with his parents. They go to this camp, to this uh, camp in Idaho Falls. And they travel to a uh, Timber Creek campground back in July 2015. And so... Along with uh, Dior is Dior's senior, right? Dior's father, mm-hmm. Jessica, the mother, uh, Rob, the the grandpa, and um, a grandpa had invited a friend at the very last minute. And so, you know, they went to this camp and they got there pretty late. And so they got there and, you they know, went to bed, right? they went right to bed. I mean, nothing else happened. Very uneventful. Um, the next day, they had breakfast, and then they went. They went to like a convenience a store. Convenience right? store. Yeah. Uh, so they had to drive back out of the camp, and they headed back to this store to get some kind of groceries of some sort. I mean, it really doesn't go much into what they wanted to get. Supposedly, they had the kid with them at this Supposedly, point in time, right? Yes, and there was some other. I guess they had other interactions with other people that were there. Um, within the investigation, you hear the what what happened and what they went ended up doing, uh, why they were out getting groceries or whatever. They came back, and when they came back, Grandpa and Grandpa's friend had gone fishing and they had caught a couple of fish and grandpa's friend uh had you know said hey i can show you where i got these fish where we were able to catch these fish and so they went to the area where the friend had stayed in where grandpa had caught the fish and as they're walking to the area dior jr is treading behind with the mom and he kind of is not sure if he's going with him or not so he ends up staying with grandpa and you know he ends up going with uh with grandpa and staying behind and at the same time well it's kind of inconclusive at that point because it's kind of like the kid says yeah i want to go with you no and he's kind of indecisive and then so the mom kind of he starts heading back towards grandpa and she right. kind of is like walking away but looking back making sure he's going to grandpa right Exactly. And it looks like, you know, he's pretty much there. And then that's it. Like, Grandpa doesn't seem to 
know that he was around, I guess? Or? Uh, uh, it's kind of hazy, but like they go and see where the f- they caught the fish. Grandpa's friend kind of went back to fishing. And then uh, Dior Sr. went back to find Dior Jr. When he asked Grandpa, hey, where is uh, Dior Jr.? Grandpa said, he's, well, he's right here. He was right here, but he's nowhere around. Goes back to Jessica. Jessica, you know, they go back to looking uh, for Dior Jr. And they're not able to find him. So about 20, 30 minutes pass. And then they call 911. Which well, then... I think they, it's about an hour before they get through. Because they're they're in a really remote area. So remember, they none of them can get signal. Everybody's like at one bar. And it's coming, going. But Jessica then... was able to get a, a signal, I believe. Yeah, like I some of them. I, I know the, the father of Dior... Uh, Starts like driving out, trying to get signal. Right. And they end up actually like reaching nine one one like at the same time. Right. Um, that's what they say. You know, it's been about an hour. Like we, you know, we can't find him. Mm-hmm. And then everything just goes down. You know, search searching happens at that point. Right. But. And I mean, the area you get to see the area and you get a good uh, bird's eye view of the area. And on one side you have the the river, right, which is not very deep. It's pretty fast moving but again it's not very deep and again it's not very dense in trees i mean you could definitely see in the documentary that there's not a whole lot of trees but where jessica's standing on the side of the river you're actually able to see the rest of the camp i mean you're able to see where they parked you like we're talking like yards between where you know the people were fishing and then grandpa was back at the rv right like it was all within eye shot or eye view and and earshot like it was not well, in fact, you, she says she can hear uh, your senior speaking to Grandpa. And she can actually also see Grandpa's friend, who's uh, still fishing, not that mm-hmm. far. And so while all this is happening, uh, Grandpa's friend comes back up. And Grandpa's still sitting at the camp area. And the friend asks, hey, what's going on? And it looked like Grandpa was stated, hey, you know, your your junior has gone missing. We don't know where he went. They go looking for him, but he's not he's not found. I mean, nobody knows what happened to him. I mean, it's very bizarre like that. And who who knows what happened? I mean, his uh, his his disappearance is pretty bizarre. I mean, because Grandpa had him there, and then he just ups and disappears. I mean, who knows what happened exactly? I mean, what do you what do you think? It's so weird because I don't think. You wouldn't, I don't, I don't think, so if you, presumably if the parents were involved, you can see anybody trying to sneak up on the camp. Yes, you that's can what really I was about see. to say. Like, I don't think somebody just came in and, like, snatched up this kid that was not part of this group. And I'm not saying anybody in the group did, but, like, some external person, I feel like you would notice them because right. there's not this huge gap. Like, they're not hiking three miles away from the group. Like, they're, it's very, like, flat land. And what little trees there are, they're dense. I mean, the creek that they show, it's not this giant creek. It's like a small little creek. I mean, it's treacherous enough for a two-year-old, sure, but it's not something that you just, like, have no grasp on, like, oh, how far does it go? Or, you know, it's so wide that you can't see past. Like, no, it's very small. And to see, like, somebody just coming in and snatching up a kid, like, I feel like you would notice that. You would hear something... Uh, I mean, unless you're just completely like not paying attention at all. But it's like I said, it's a very remote area. There's like one picnic table, right? Like it's not like this busy campsite. You know, you don't see like cabins everywhere right. or anything. It's just a one simple little picnic table, and then it's just nature. Right. So, um, and if it's anybody in the party that did it, then I don't know, like. When you watch it, I mean, you you have to kind of gauge everyone's reactions and expressions throughout. Mm-hmm. But like, I personally don't feel like the parents are at fault. I don't know. I know a lot of people do. Right. But I mean, even I believe. Oh, so okay. So Isaac is the grandpa's Isaac, friend. Yes, yes, that's the friend. He's a little strange. You have your opinions on Isaac. Um, the the mother even in her story confirms that Isaac. She can see Isaac, and he's fishing. Yeah. During this whole thing, he was with them. He's kind of like the last one to realize what's going on. He's really seems. like the last person, even after twenty thirty minutes or so. 
yeah. um, passed after little Dior Jr. goes missing. You know, he's very not aware um, of what's going on. So, But a lot of people believe that Isaac may have something to do with it. There's people who believe uh, Rob the has something guy to do with it. He was the last family. person invited. Yeah. And, for all we know, he could have been a fallout guy for something. You yeah. Know, I mean, bad. my thing is, I mean, like, okay, we don't know. I going mean, with, okay, it was Isaac. Sure. Right. Let's, let's go with that. Like, when did he get a chance to do something? While to he's this giving kid? a tour on, and then being spotted still by Jessica, the mom. Yeah. And, and, like, okay, say somebody did something to this kid in this short window of time in eyesight of everybody. Okay. You would have heard. Where's the kid? Like, where did he stash this kid all of a sudden? Like, is he just kidnapped somewhere? Is he... How come, you know, when Search and Rescue showed up, nobody could, like, find the kid? This, all for me, it it sounds like five minutes pass. Yeah. Or so. It wasn't that long. Like a blink of an eye and this kid's gone. Right. You would have heard a kid screaming. You would have heard noise i mean again it, they weren't that far i mean they said they could hear him and then right. all of a sudden could, like where is he yeah i mean she, the mom could hear uh, her husband or fiance at the time your senior speaking to grandpa from where she was standing yeah and then the other thing though is like okay let's say it's you know a human person that harmed this kid or took this kid if you didn't hear a reaction from him could it be it's because he knew them right because why would you scream if it's somebody that you know and trust? I mean, as a two-year-old, you probably trust a lot of people. But, you know, if it's a mountain lion or something's hurting him. Right. Or if somebody's just like, hey, you want candy? You want to come over this direction? Then maybe you wouldn't get that kind of reaction. So, I don't know. Right. And that's kind of... <laughs> I didn't mean to go there, but like that's kind of what was happening at the time is he wanted candy also, right? Right. But, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, information comes through for, for these parents. Um, but, you know, definitely. Yeah, that, that age progression tough. photo has been put out there. So in case he is out there and somebody else just has him. Has him. Right. They know, would recognize you can, him. You can find that and, and see um, if you know where this kid but, is. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this documentary is uh, pretty interesting. Um you're not familiar with the uh, missing 401 it's a it's definitely a good uh documentary to china get you into the whole phenomenon of the missing 401 i mean it's it, it's a bit of information but i mean if you get you're able to get your hands on one of the books the books are even greater um as far as like the these disappearance um there's a lot of disappearance and it's a lot of mystery mm-hmm. and unfortunately you know there's not a whole not a lot of information that these park rangers uh, or yeah. this uh um this branch of the federal government is not able to give you a whole lot it's all so hush hush and just very like very confident sounding I mean, they don't keep a database of who is missing or when they went missing. Or details of like the search and rescue, what went right or wrong. Nothing, which is strange because if you look at any other police department, fire departments, you know, emergency, they have planes that have gone down, like lists are kept on that. Exactly. And any branch of the government, they have to keep information they have to keep these details but you know for some reason park rangers um and that part of the branch is not they don't have to yeah it's strange to me it's very strange not and even if you wanted a list you would have to pay upwards of a million dollars i think it's upper upper than 1.4 million dollars yeah they claim it doesn't exist and then it's like oh well if you wanted one to be better it's going to cost you like a lot and at the end i mean if you know if you're familiar with david palazzo's work i mean before he went into the missing for a while he was doing a bit of research with uh, his his background is basically uh, cryptozoology which of course, you know, looking into the national parks, Bigfoot was, you know, um, something he looked into. And uh, and when the documentary, at the very end, him and this other individual in the documentary allude to 
the idea that um, I think the statement is, which is both they both make a similar statement, is just that they've been here longer than humans. Than humans, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't know. But they who don't are you talking about? They don't, specify they don't really go there. But. Are we talking about Bigfoot? Are we talking about aliens? I mean, uh, yeah, it, this, it kind of. What are we talking about? It could go either way, however you want to interpret it. But, but they, it's, you people will laugh at the idea of Bigfoot, but I mean. We got to really think about this. You, you got to really question. Don't take my word for it. Don't take anybody's word for it. But question in your own thoughts: Why the fuck does not the park rangers do not keep such information? And don't don't say it's because of privacy or they're just not keeping any information. And to say, oh, it's because of privacy no that's just a cop don't, don't give me that bullshit that's that's just ludicrous i mean uh, yeah. no well you've no. exhausted all like rationale and like possibilities and you turn up with nothing i mean right. that's, that's where they they have to start looking at other possible explanations right that, exactly you know, are beyond our comprehension you, i mean you got to really think what the fuck is going on and, and again question question everything question 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 don't just take my word for it don't go online and read these other people thoughts and and not to be rude on all these other people i mean some of these people have really good ideology they have good theory but don't take other people's bullshit and for word don't read someone else's comments and be like yeah that's that's what happened don't think that. Don't always think that the fucking parents had something to do with it. You gotta really think outside the box. Think outside the box. Shred the box. Think really think out of it. I mean, you gotta think with logic. I mean, you talk about mountain lions. I mean, attacking somebody and then you find their clothes with no blood. There's no evidence in which you see a sh- uh, the closing shredded or mauled or pulled or torn apart obviously something happened i mean really people you really got to question what's happening out there i mean don't take anybody's word for it i mean if somebody if you're in the situation hopefully you question everything and if you head to the parks hopefully you're carrying some kind of defense you know which it could be a club it could be a bats it could be Wasp spray, pepper spray, a knife, a machete, you know, whatever. Hopefully, you have some kind of defense. Pandora, what are your what are your final thoughts on this? I mean, yeah, you have to know what you're walking into. But I mean, the the documentary does focus on children, right? But I think it's important to point out that a lot of these missing people are not children, or right. they're older kids, older people, right? You know, or they're People who are very experienced right. in hiking oh, yeah. or know the area that they're in very well. And mm-hmm. and a lot of things that just don't add up. I mean, it's pretty consistent throughout, like, people having, uh, you know, certain, like, physical or, or mental disabilities, disabilities yeah. to some extent. Or um, I saw somewhere where they were like, there. It, it seems like people that go missing have, they're on two opposite ends of the spectrum they either have some kind of disability or they're like borderline genius like they're really good at something right um and the other thing is people either like no traces being found or traces being found like in a completely unexpected area and i think that's something that's really strange right uh, especially when you consider like terrain and stuff like that where it seems like Okay, somebody maybe harmed this person, but why did they go to this insane right. trek to get rid of, you know, the body? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, how did they even accomplish that? Well, or- not just that. I mean, the fact that the research, uh, where the bodies are found, they're found in a place where the search and rescue where had it's already been searched or, nine, yeah. 12 times. It's not just one or twice, nine or 12 times. I mean, it's a lot. Everything just, it always seems to me like things just got placed there after the fact. Like, right. to make it look like something, but it just doesn't really add up when you really dig into it. Right. Oh, so, yeah, definitely. I mean, to it's me, a- it's like, I don't know. I think they hide something for sure. Either they know something is going on or they suspect something's going right. on. Either way, they don't want people digging into it any more than, oh, it was a mountain lion. Or, you know, like this stuff just happens. Right. 
It does happen, but there's usually more evidence of it. Um, and when there isn't, I mean, you have to ask questions. And yeah. they don't want to answer them. They so don't want to answer them. That's um, where it gets weird. I, I think one, another important thing to point out is that uh, David makes an interesting connection, uh, not just with the, the people with the disability issues. And again, these some of these people that go missing are very experienced hikers um, that have years of experience. They're... They go missing in one place and are found somewhere far from where they went missing. Um, here's the other thing. And David May makes this uh, interesting connection besides, again, the, the, that some of these kids um, and adults have some kind of disability or some sort of physical disability or something. Um, also, some of these people are on some kind of retreat. There's some kind of a mm-hmm. camp retreat of some sort. And um, it's something like some kind of like religious connection to the type of retreat that they went to or a type of hike or group that they're with. Um, usually some kind of connection of some sort. And uh, he makes David is able to make this connection with this religious groups of any. And it's all religion. It, it's, it doesn't really point to any specific uh, religious group. They're just on some kind of religious camping retreat of some sort. Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing that um, he alludes to and kind of points out is that uh, some of these uh, hotspots are also uh, hotspots for Bigfoot. And so that's uh, the other connection. Right, exactly, exactly. And so, I mean, very strange uh, occurrences that are occurring out in these national parks. And again, these parks are... They're high in, uh, you know, visitors, you know, uh, people exploring these uh, particular national parks and also Bigfoot sightings. And they also have some other connections and which we'll be talking about in our next podcast. Our next podcast will actually we'll be exploring a bit of Bigfoot sightings and some of the recent Bigfoot sightings and new developments and theories of Bigfoot sightings and so the other thing is that we'll be discussing on something that pandora had brought up on previous <laughs> podcasts um i think the last one well we, we talked about in the de la Tov, uh incident and some other it's one of the uh, one of our other podcasts and um we'll be exploring that theory as well which has become more popular and more popular with these last couple of months and so hopefully you tune into that episode. Again, we'd like to thank those who continue to support us around the world, uh, literally around the world. Um, shout out to uh, our friends in Australia, New Zealand, um, friends in Canada, Texas, um, friends in Arizona, uh, Washington, uh, Florida, um, the UK, um, Japan, Taiwan. I'm trying to remember all these countries uh brazil argentina mexico um we have friends throughout and again if we've missed you um sorry (laughs) um we'll catch you on the next one and we'll do a shout out and if you want a shout out uh specifically uh hit us up on our facebook or or on twitter and uh we'll catch you on the next episode have a good night bye